Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. John 16, we're going to read verse 7 to 15. John 16, verse 7 to 15. If you're there, say amen. Wait, wait, wait. John 16, we are reading from verse 7 to 15. I'm reading from the NIV. Allow me to read. Very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. This is Jesus speaking. Unless I go away, the advocate, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, <coughs> excuse me, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Verse 9, about sin because people do not believe in me. About righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you and then or much more to say to you than you can now bear verse 13 but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth he will not speak on his own he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come verse 14 he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is Jesus speaking, remember. That is why I say the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, King of Kings, creator of the universe, we thank you this lovely afternoon. Jehovah, we are at your feet. We are at your feet. Have mercy. Have mercy on this congregation, Jehovah. As we get to talk about your word, Jehovah, help us to understand and to walk in the knowledge of your word. Help us, Jehovah, <coughs> to get to the place of seeing you like never before. We want to dwell with you forever. And so, Jehovah, in that, we ask that you help us from the enemy. Protect us. We cannot do it on our own. You told us, as you are reminded this morning, that you shall never leave us nor forsake us. And so even as we begin to talk about the gifts of the Spirit of God, oh, our Father, we ask that you dwell with us. Help us to see the deposit of your Spirit in our hearts. Help us, Jehovah, to see how great you have made us. All for your glory. In Jesus' name we shout, Amen. Imwezi will be looking at, did you know? Turn to your neighbor and ask them, did you know? Did you know? Kama leo miambio did you know mingi, baka was like, ah, yu jamaa menianika buwana. Ah, menianika vitu mingi za. Baka the hell ni katia msichana. Did you know that in a flight from China to Africa, a man wore six t-shirts and nine pairs of jeans? Because he didn't want to pay for extra baggage. <laughs> he wore it through an 11 and a half hour flight. 
It happened. Hey, we have a one go. Did you know? He says, please, no stones. He, I've not checked the ukwelia. If you eat three large carrots a day for several weeks, <laughs> they increase beta carotene in your blood, could turn your skin orange. Did you know that aside from giving some people explosive diarrhea, <laughs> peanuts, peanuts, let's focus, peanuts can also be used to make actual explosives. Once peanut oil is processed, it can create glycerol, I'm a glycerol which in turn can be used to make nitro nitroglycerin, one of the main components of dynamite. So, what do you Explosive stuff. The Holy Spirit, did you know the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity? Yes. <laughs> he said, he He came at the day of Pentecost for the church. That's where we began. And his functions are what we've just read. Before we get even to the gifts of the Spirit, we have to look at the functions of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I remind you this throughout the month, lives in you. Throughout this month in Akumbusha, inside of you is the Holy Spirit of God. Only if you claim to know Jesus, if you believe him and have accepted him into your heart, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. The same spirit that created the universe lives in you. The spirit of the living God, the God of heaven, lives inside of you. His functions are what we've just been told. He came, number one, to prove the world of sin. King James in Asema, to convict the world of sin. What the spirit of God will continually do to the world is to remind the world that it is wrong. That against the moral law of God, it is off. That it will do until Jesus comes back. So if you do not know Jesus, I beg you by the mercies of God, change your ways today. Not tomorrow. The Bible says, today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Because none of us knows whether tomorrow you'll be alive or not. You have no idea when your time will come. So the Spirit of God came to convict the world of sin. It also came to convict the world of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. What the world knows, what it sees, what it understands, not maybe fully, is that Jesus died on a cross. Spent three days in the tomb, two days. On the third day, he rose. Meaning, whatever he said was true. He is the righteous one. So the Holy Spirit of God is consistently convicting the world of the righteousness of the Almighty God. No wonder God says, because I am righteous, you have to be righteous. Because I am this way, this is what must happen. By the help of the Spirit of God, we can do it. 
The Holy Spirit, we are being told, is to convict the world of the judgment that is coming. Guys, believe it or not, understand it or not, accept it or not, judgment day is coming. A few months back, we talked about these are the last days. The very last days on earth. Judgment will come. What judgment? Judgment of right and wrong. The end of time as it is. That is not to make us sad. That, oh, it is to convict us. To push us to the place of repentance. Yakusema Jehovah, I cannot do this on my own. I don't want to spend eternity in hell. I want to spend it with you, Jehovah. I love you. I understand who you are. But the Holy Spirit didn't just come to convict the world. It came also, we've been told in verse 13, to guide us, his disciples, those who believe, to all truth. To all truth. Absolute truth is from God, not from the world. The work of the Spirit is to guide us to truth. How? Read your Bible, pray every. It is that simple. It is not complicated. Those are the functions of the Spirit of God. Before you get to even understand that He lives inside of you, and there's this many things that He wants to do, you must know Him. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit is one of the best in the Word of God. If you want to understand God, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, talk to Him. Yes, it's a person. This is the same Spirit, the Bible says, that was hovering over the waters before creation. In the darkness of the world, the Spirit of God, it still hovers today, seeking the sons of men to enlighten us to this Jesus, Son of God. God has given each one of us, like I've said, His Spirit. This is a combination of opportunities and gifts perfectly suited for His or her situation in life. For every situation you are in, the Spirit of God has been given to you to bless you, to help you maneuver through life. Every Christian is really, Nainda very confidently, a minister. Let me start, let me, let me just stop there. Every believer is a minister with a unique contribution to make the body of Christ. Hand your neighbor Mwambie, ah, ni aje mchungaji? Mwambie, he said, he said, kuna. The central trust of your ministry depends on the spiritual gifts you have received. Each one of you, and I'll repeat, each one of you, as a gift from the Almighty God. The question is, which ones? What are the gifts 
Aya. Let me read for us Ephesians 4 7. To each one of us, each one, <laughs> a spiritual gift has been given as Christ apportioned it. Each one of us, grace, a spiritual gift in brackets, has, be, has been given as Christ apportioned it. Yes, well, he said, Ah, who you wouldn't compare this amount? Uh, this one, I'll give this amount. Uh, this other one, this is the amount. Christ is the one who apportions. Let me read for us 1 Corinthians 12 7. Now, to each one of us, the manifestation of the Spirit of God is given for the common good of all believers. So, Amen. Please. Please, please. Yeah, please. Each one of us, the manifestation of the Spirit of God is given for the common good of all believers. A gift of the Holy Spirit is a special attribute given by the Holy Spirit to every member of the body of Christ according to God's grace for use within the context of the body. The world will then see your good works in the Spirit of God and give God all the glory. May that be your testimony. Amen? Amen. Eight principles that relate to God's design for spiritual gifts. My Amabearas Leo wako in the Msijali sana. These are Amabearas. Let's clap for Amabearas to Fadali. Amabearas. The only Amabera I felt sorry for was Mora. Mora alikona tafta instrument ya kugonga uko jua kashindo sasa leo. Atu, muna nitenda aji. Kaangalia, kaangalia. Principles that relate to God's desire for spiritual gifts. Number one, every Christian has one or more spiritual gifts. Every Christian. Can't you never tell them you have a spiritual gift? One or two or three. You do, whether you believe it or not. <laughs> Number two, spiritual gifts may be given. Spiritual gifts may be given at the moment of salvation, but they may lie undiscovered and dormant for a long period of time. Multi-gifted Christians often discover their combination of gifts through a gradual process. No one I started by asking how many giants that are just lying there to Konao Hapa. We have so many giants. Thank God it's a gradual process. Number three, spiritual gifts can be abused and neglected. But if they are received at salvation, they cannot be lost. What a hope. The Corinthian church, the Bible tells us, illustrates the fact that believers can be highly gifted but spiritually immature. The Bible talks of the Corinthian church that was so gifted. These guys had every gift in the book. Tongues in the Nyiroshuko. But they were very immature. 
Number four, spiritual gifts are not the same as the fruit of the Spirit. There's a difference. Spiritual fruit is produced from within. Spiritual gifts are imparted from without. Fruit relates to Christ-like character. Gifts relate to Christian service. The fruit of the Spirit, especially love, should be the context for the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. Remember 1 Corinthians 13? Spiritual gifts without the fruit of the Spirit is a worthless. Nikismama hapa niseme, I prophesy 2027, nitakuwa kobalt. Even though what I'm prophesying might come to be, that does not make me great. The greatness of who I am is shown by the fruit of the Spirit, the love that I have to my neighbor, to my wife, who by the way is not well, Mumumbe Sana. She has a bacterial infection. Things, things have changed. I used to be the one sickness. It is about the fruit of the spirit, not the gifts of the spirit. Number five, spiritual gifts are not the same as talents. Each one of you is talented in some way. Unlike the natural abilities, which you all have from birth, spiritual gifts belong ex exclusively, exclusively, exclusively to believers. To believers. In some cases, the gifts of the Spirit coincide with natural endowments. Some cases. But they transcend these natural abilities by adding a supernatural quality. So the question is, if you do not know your gifts, if you think you maybe don't have a spiritual gift, are you a believer? Do you know Jesus? Because if you know Jesus, then you must have a gift. Nigani. All Christians, number six, all Christians are called to a ministry. All Christians, let me say this very openly. Yeah? All Christians are called to a ministry. Not all are called to an office. Not everybody is going to be pastor. Even though there are some on my right, but to Amen? Amen. Some on my left, to Amen? Amen. I'll save you, Amen. But I'm saving you, Amen. Shots, shots fired, shots fired. All Christians, believers of Jesus, you've been called to a ministry. Not all of us have been called to an office. Offices are humanly recognized. But each one of you who is a believer has been called to a specific ministry. Why? Because last month, Lizema, it is the believers that make the what? The church. Not the pastor. Not the building. 
it is the believers. Number seven, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are sovereignly and undeservedly given by the Holy Spirit for effective service and edification of the body. Let me repeat this point. There is no basis for boasting or envy. I want a gift. Come on, Jamal. No. You say, ah, Jamal, in the light sana. This is, this is admirable, this one. This one. That's the one I want. No. Every member of the body has a special place and purpose. Every one of you has a special place and a purpose. Whether more or less prominent in the eyes of men, the same standard applies to all. It is required that every steward be found faithful. Whatever it is you have, each one of you is just to be found faithful. Work with what God has given you. 2 Timothy 1.6 Seek to please him rather than men. There's no point to boast. No point of envy. Number eight, high mobilization of spiritual gifts was the key to the rapid multiplication of the church in the New Testament. The multiplication of the church is because we all are thriving in our gifting. Acts 2, 42-47, yet Lisema. Upper core verse 44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. If you go to the very last verse 47, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily, not because of much, but because each was thriving in their gifting. Each was thriving in their gifting. Turn to your neighbor, ask them, what's your gift? What is your gift? A spiritual gift is a manifestation of the Spirit of God given for the benefit of all of us. The reason you might not be thriving as a believer may be just because I am not thriving in my gifting. Maybe, just maybe. The gifts of the Spirit are outlined in the books of Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. Look at those books, Tafadhan. Read your Bible, pray every day. If you want to. Every week you're going to look at a couple of gifts. There are so many. I don't want to give you the number list to say, me, ah, me, kunaila, stai, kuskia. Today we're going to look at seven very quickly because of time. And then we have a baby dedication in the house. Can I hear? Mm. Today we're going to start with seven. The first one, the gift of prophecy. Any prophets in the house? Inside? Okay. Any prophets of God in the house? I see a hand. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. We all have. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. 
The gift of prophecy is the ability to receive and proclaim a message from God. This could involve the foretelling of future events. Even though its primary purpose is seen in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3. It is foretelling. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. The nearest current equivalent of being spirit-filled or spirit-empowered prophesying is preaching. This gift provides a word from God to a specific group, not the word of God to all believers, aka what the pastor tells you from God's word. Do you have the gift of prophecy? Every father in here has that gift. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Every mother here has that gift. Amen? Amen? You look into the life of your children and say, in the name of Jesus, you're going to be somebody. If you don't do that, now, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. This gift is for the body of Christ. Why are you not exercising it? It is not just, ah, I see something in the spirit. See, one of these days I should. No? The gift of prophecy is for the edification of the kingdom of God. Do you have this gift? God has sent you to go speak to your brother who's in a difficult place and encourage them. That is prophecy. God has sent you to look into the lives of the children in your space. Not necessarily just teach them the word of God, but tell them the promises in the word of God. If you follow God's word, you will be successful. Explain what success is. That is prophecy. That is what we do every Sunday to remind us thus says the Lord are you a prophet in God's house? We need you. Your home needs you. Your family needs you. The kingdom of God needs you. The gift of prophecy. Number two, the gift of service. Romans 12, 7 part A, the first, the first part. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If it is serving, then serve. Serving is the ability to identify and care for the physical needs of the body through a variety of means. It is the ability to see concrete practical work that needs to be done for individuals, groups, programs in the body to function and volunteer to do it. Are you able to see? Hey, Abba, this is needed. Hey, Abba, in the kingdom, this needs to be done. And you do it. Not wait for permission. That is service. Let me read a couple of things for us. I have a book here we use 
frappe la guine. How to know you are somebody who has the gift of service? The gift of service to Misema ni caring for the physical needs. So let me read just a couple. Eh? Verse 19. Are you somebody who likes to do practical and skilled old jobs that need to be done around the church? Is that you? This is something we do as an exercise. Let me go to number 41. When worship is over, I like to help tidy up the sanctuary, count the offering, help with coffee, it is, whatever it is. That is service. You don't need to be forced. Actually, for this, you help us with. Uh-uh. I don't have that spirit, son. You know those guys who even then you can see it in slow motion. I'm not the ones who run very quickly. I look at who is going to do it. I can't. <laughs> Don't judge. No, no judging. No judging in the house. Number Let me read one for you as well. I enjoy doing small but necessary jobs like stuffing envelopes, folding brochures, etc. There's things you just enjoy to do and will not be forced to do. Is that you in God's house? If you notice very well, John has the gift of service. He just told me, dude, I'm going to service lead. Okay, we talked for a while. We talked for... <laughs> but even yesterday... Even yesterday, I was supposed to be service leading today. I was supposed to. Then he just called me, hey, boss, do you have? I was like, hey. nah, we don't. Then he's like, okay, I'll do it. I was like, huh? Okay. Your gift will make room for you. And place you before kings. Because he be, he's been service leading, you heard what happened to him last month. What a tongue there. I don't know. But he was elevated because of his gift. Do you have the gift of service? Titus has the gift of service. Begin I remember every morning used to be, yeah, okay, I'm going to at least an hour or two just to prepare the sanctuary. You come, make sure this one, this one. One day, Nanatu Jamaa, he came before me and finished everything I needed to do. Nikashindwa, who spoke to these guys? So I asked the team, nobody spoke to him. He just did it. Now, Simongelesha said about it, because he's like, hey, boss, boss. Boss, boss, it needs to be done, it's done. Is that you in the house of God? We need you. The gift of service. Number three, the gift of teaching. <laughs> Romans 12, 7b. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If it is teaching, then teach. I don't smile, look at you. 
This is the ability to clearly explain and effectively apply the truth of God's word so that others will learn. This requires the capacity to accurately interpret scripture. Engage in necessary research. Organize the results in a way that is easily communicated. Any teachers in the house? <laughs> Teachers, are you there and enjoy reading God's word and explaining it to others? Are you there and enjoy giving the wisdom of God to others that you kind of sense don't have it? If you are a father in a house, you are a teacher. If you are a mother, hey, mother's in the house. Well, 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 well. The number one teachers in the kingdom of God. You are there. Do you have this gift? We have a teacher here. Can you clap for these gentlemen? He may be flying out of the country, but you, if you are here for the prayer service in the morning, and you heard him share God's word. I was like, ooh, Jehovah. Karabashanda. <laughs> do, you, do you love God's word? I kid you not, if you love God's word, even if it's the book of Psalms, you're a teacher. Because there's no way you love God's word and keep it to yourself. There's no way. You can't take, that does not happen in the kingdom of God. Are you a teacher in the house? The kingdom of God needs you. God can decide to take me now, this moment. No, come on. No. Do you teach your kids God's word? At least qualifying. Do you teach your family? Thus says the Lord. Do you always feel the need to remind others the word of God? We need you in the kingdom of God. Now, if you kingdom of God, I don't mean Nairobi Chapel and Makasi. No, we need you. I remember when my previous job was ending, how now? In the kingdom of God, how? And then I remember getting a call from a friend like in Nambia, boss, we need church planters. I was like, really? Like, really? How? God was reminding me he needs his teachers in the kingdom, not in denomination, denominations. You are needed in the kingdom of God. Can I hear an amen? amen. Number four, the gift of exhortation or encouragement. Romans 12, 8. Part A, we have different gifts. Let me repeat this bit. According to the grace given to each of us, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Any encouragers in the house? You better lift up all of your hands. You, 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 you. Honey, you guys are not encouraged? <laughs> At least what ways. <laughs> This is the ability to motivate others to respond to the truth 
by providing timely words of counsel. So inside, you don't encourage anyone. You do. Are any encouragers in the house of God? When this gift is exercised, believers are challenged to stimulate their faith by putting God's truth to the test in their lives. Are you possessing the gift of encouragement? The kingdom of God needs you. And I know it's been a tough season, tough year, tough couple of years. But the word of God is still true. It is still there. It is present. Encourage believers. Are you just drawn to encourage those that are in difficult situations? You have the gift. You have it. Are you drawn to encourage your brother who's in a difficult place? Every so often, you have the gift. Are you drawn to just those that need to be encouraged in the kingdom of God? You're like, ah, I have to talk to them. I have to send a message. You have the gift of encouragement. Exercise it. for permission. Amen? Now this one. Ah, this is the gift of giving. Amen? This is white. Romans 12, 8b. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If it is giving, then give generously. Can't you never tell them, give generously. This is the ability to contribute material resources with generosity and cheerfulness for the benefit of the kingdom, not the building, the kingdom, God's people, and for the glory of God. Christians with this spiritual gift don't need to be wealthy. Do you have the gift of giving? Do you have it? How you know is we will not force you to give. I've received many calls. Hey, there's one I received. I'm not going to point any fingers. Pastor, there's no way we cannot have tea after service. There's no way. There's no way. Wow. How do I come from my house? Come to the house of God and then there's no tea. How? That is the gift of giving. Imanishi, I know their story. Kuna pesa waligongwa mingi. The time school fees karibu ipote because somebody made some crazy thing in the school. But they still are giving. Do you have this gift? We need you in the kingdom. As you can tell, today there is no sound. I've been explaining to us, it's been a tough, tough year for us. But the kingdom of God is not made up of sounds and symbols, is it? <coughs> but it's okay to have kadufduf, kidogo, no? And so for those of you who can support us, I beg you by the mercies of God. For those who have this gift, by the way, if you feel you don't have this gift, please don't exclude yourself from giving. That's not... <laughs> hey, that, I, have to, I have to say that one. I don't have to say. Hey. 
Wani pasi ni zina Egypt. Pastor, you said, you said, exercise the gift. If you are a believer, this is a gift you have. I kid you not, every person here has this gift. How do you know? Because you have received salvation. Because of Jesus, and he is the master giver, so you are. Where is he, Epa? This is not to say I need a million from you. No. But give to the work of the kingdom. I am so impressed by some of you that come and tell me, Pasi, Sunday Siko, kuna church masina plantiwa uko uthiru. Ni excuse. That is giving to the kingdom. If a church ever calls on you, as long as it is sound to give, I beg you, give. Support. Support. DC, your turn. Amen? Amen. When I approached DC to support Nairobi Chapel, he was thriving in another church. Thriving. No. DC is a pastor. He's just a teacher. And to call a thriving minister from a different denomination is very difficult. But he chose to give. He's one of our biggest givers as well. He gave him a question. <laughs> hey, look at me. Guys, it is not in the amount. Please don't get me wrong. But give as you can. As you have purposed in your heart. And then, give cheerfully. Usito eka tax. Give. I beg you by the master of God to consider. Consider supporting us. Consider. Consider helping Nairobi Chapel Makasi. We are just a small part of the kingdom of God. It has not been really bad, but it is not really good. So I employ each one of you. To consider not necessarily for the sound but just for the life of the church there's so many things would love to do so many things so many if you saw the dreams in my head one day I invited the worship the keyboardist to the house now for some reason they assume that because when in proper preach at keys transitions horns and so I knew this and played intentionally some music that I knew he loved with crazy transitions, crazy keyboard work, six piece bands. He's a, he's a, but I'm a pastor. I this stuff. Consider supporting us. Amen? Each one of us has the gift of giving. Number six. The gift of leadership. Romans 12 verse 8, the third part says this. Eh? I'm going to repeat this initial, initial part. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If it is to lead, do it diligently. Any leaders in the house of God, 
you better raise your hands. You better raise your hands. I know each one of you leads somewhere. Lest I start opening up CVs over here. Oh, I'm the so and so. The gift of leadership. Let me read some things for us. Eh? Uh, are you the one who enjoys bringing people together to work constructively and effectively for a common goal? That's everyone here. Let me read another one. Are you the one who, once a goal has been set, can inspire a group to work together to achieve it? That's everyone here. Are you the one who, when you are the leader, people who have worked with you ha are happy to work with you again? That's leadership. And we need it in the kingdom of God. Each one of you has the gift of leadership. You assume that because you do leadership outside of the church or the kingdom, that it doesn't really have to benefit the kingdom of God. Lies from the devil. If you are a believer, thriving as a leader in your workspace or business, that is the gift of God. We need you. We need you in the kingdom of God. This is the ability to discern God's purpose for a group. Set and communicate appropriate goals. Motivate others to work together to fulfill them in the service of God. A person with this gift is effective, diligent, at delegating tasks to followers without manipulation or coercion. The gift of leadership. That is from the Spirit of God. No boasting. That is the gift of the Spirit of God. Finally, the gift of mercy. Romans 12, 8d. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is the ability to deeply empathize and engage in compassionate acts on behalf of people who are suffering physical, mental, or emotional distress. Those with this gift manifest concern and kindness to people who are often overlooked. Is that you? Your heart just bleeds for those in difficult situations. You don't even need to be asked to do anything. You're there. And you know how to see the need. Quick. I need to be there. I must do something. You have the gift of mercy. That is a gift of the Spirit of God. Which gift do you have? Every week we'll be looking at more and more gifts. And my hope is that by the end of this month, hopefully this year, that you'll remember your gifts. Remember them. Remember them because they're in, even as we speak. They are, 
remember exercise them don't let them just be dormant remember the guy who was given a gift or a talent Bible says some versions say um, some money or something like that Alafwa waiting for the master to come back let that not be you it will be so sad to get to heaven and then God tells you both I never knew you I gave you a gift I believe that we are unsatisfied in and through life as unbelievers because we don't have the Savior in us if you don't know the Lord I beg you I will ask you to find him. Find him. Find Jesus. If you ever remember anything from Fred, please remember he told you, find Jesus. Find him. Because your satisfaction comes from him. See that emptiness, that cutting for Filtuani, Siko, that's the Lord. That's the space that he needs. I believe also we are unsatisfied in and through life as believers because we exercise not the gifts of the Spirit of God living inside of us. So there's unsatisfaction in both camps. One is the Lord that will satisfy. The other is the gifts of the Spirit of God. If you want to thrive as a believer, start exercising your gifts. Find them first. Pray, the Bible says, for this noble thing, finding the gifts of God. Once you find it, I'm looking at giants. Remember I told you? Giants in the kingdom. The problem is most of us are asleep. What's your gift? Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.